From the Bob Raleigh studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion for the week of January 4th, 2011 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Walter Eccles, and Max the Intern back in the peanut gallery. In this segment, Kathy and Teresa are going to talk to us about doing the theme parks when it's crowded especially close to new year's eve because they were brave enough to enter into the theme parks that's a concise title yeah <laughs> yeah really that, that encapsulates it well they were brave enough to enter into the theme parks in the days leading up to one of if not the busiest day of the year new year's eve a very popular day at, at disney world but before we get to that i i just want to uh, say that uh uh, I think it was the 30th that uh, Walter and I, along with my uh, my friend Kevin and uh, another friend of ours, Matt, went to have lunch at our, our dinner at Artist Point over at Wilderness Lodge. And I cannot tell you on how many levels this dinner sucked. We heard. Really? It yeah, was horrendous. The service was very good. I mean, it's, it had nothing to do with the service. It just had to do with crappy, 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 crappy food. We're not going huh. back. We will, I'll have? never go back. What did you have, the steak? Or? I had the steak. I had the steak, and I got to tell you, it was it was such a substandard piece of meat. And it is expensive. And That's it's an 40-some-odd dollars yeah. for a filet. And even the artisanal cheeses were like, ugh. Really? It was it was awful. The food was just plain bad. And, they- you know, that had been my experience before, and I stopped going. And then last year, uh, Walter and I had dinner there with Lee Cockrell and his wife. And it was great. We had a great meal. And I'm like, okay, you know what? It's come back. So, you know, thinking someplace different to go, because we always go to the same places, you know. We, we, we become creatures of habit with that. So we decided to go over. Oh, oh I'll never go back again. Hmm. I've never been a big fan of Artist Point. I think the menu's kind of dull. And I don't think the food is, is is worth the price. Oh, it's not. It's not. No, there's so many better. There's a lot. Yeah, I know a lot of people like it, and you know, I'm not telling anybody not to go. I'm just sharing a little little oh, heads yeah, up. Go. <laughs> little little heads up for you. It, you know, we went and it sucked. So, and it gets mixed reviews. It really does. It does not. It's not one of those restaurants that gets a lot of consistently good reviews. So, when you consider the amount of money you're spending on signature dining, consider that because. It sucked, you know, so. That's sad. All right. Now, tell us about crowds. <laughs> <laughs> we had the opportunity um, separately and together and separately again, I guess. Mm-hmm. Several times we were in the park between Christmas and New Year's. We had, um, we met friends at Hollywood Studios on the Wednesday between the holidays, wasn't yeah. it? And it was packed. Absolutely packed. Um my experience going into the park, I had to go uh, through guest, guest services to take care of some business. The line was long, horrendous, and watching the people going in, no one looked happy. No one looked. No, nobody did. No one. No one looked happy to and be you, there. You were smart enough not to take the tram, but I had a scary experience getting on the tram, and it really takes a lot 
to unnerve me when it comes to Disney because I thought I've seen it all and heard it all. But <clears throat> at Hollywood Studios, you know how they, they, you sort of like walk into the middle of the street is where the tram stop is? It's between the two parking it's lots. It's like between the two. So you're standing like in the middle. Well, this day they decided that they were going to hold everybody <laughs> – they were going to hold everybody back by the cars until the next tram came. And so, no exaggeration, there were probably a couple hundred people standing there. And the cast members were yelling at you, like, stay back, stay back. Because, of course, cars, cars were still, still coming, coming up the road. Yeah. Well, this one, I don't want to call him a gentleman because he wasn't. Um, he turned around. He looked at everybody standing there and then decided that the rules didn't apply to him that he shouldn't have to stand back by the cars. Well, the scary part of it was then is when he turned around, he turned around and looked at everybody, grabbed his son by the hand, and he started to walk across the street. So everybody in the crowd thought that that, that meant it applied to them. If I hadn't moved quickly, I would have been knocked over, run over, Trampled, whatever. Trampled, by the crowd? By the crowd. Yeah. Because it was just like a mob scene. And I bad for the cast members because the cast members were trying to do something about it, but they they were trying to get more people out there. But I mean, come on, people! You know, I said it's not like it's the last tram out. It's not the last train from Saigon that you know now Hollywood Studios is going to crash and nobody's ever going to get in. There's a mixed metaphor. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that guy who started that—that's that's what we call a travel sack. A travel sack. A dream sack. A dream sack. A dream sack. So I said, just <laughs> starting off, and whatever happened to people when you're like coming up to like a, a door or sack. the uh, like the door of the tram, and you know how at least when I, I hate grew that up, door. I'm sorry. You know, like if somebody was starting to get in front of you, go like, oh, excuse me, or here, go ahead. This was, you know, people were like running you over trying to get to the door, and it's like. Come on, people. Whatever happened How to manners? How far out were you parked? Were you parked close enough where you could walk? I could have. But by then, after I was... She was just too lazy. No, I, I, I wanted to take the tram to get the experience of what it was like at the holiday i could i could have walked up i wanted to take the tram to see how it was because that's what everybody else was now, see i got there shortly after kathy and people you know how they're backed up in the parking lot waiting for the tram mm-hmm. and i was back in one of the uh where well, i don't know where i was way back way way back and i walked it i said well i'm not going to wait there in the throngs of people well, i'll just start walking you know by the time i got up there the line to you know the little side bag check mm-hmm. like where you go along near guest services the line for bag check there was probably 30 people back which well, is a lot wow. for that little location i yeah. thought they had two guys checking bags there and i'm just uh, shocked at the number of people that just it just that didn't look happy no. they just it just amazes me that don't you find one of the, my favorite things to do i've been saying this to john for years i love to sit in the park and watch people oh yeah oh yes we sat well, there for a long time if you sit in. there long enough you'll realize that most of the people in the parks don't look happy no they don't they look hassled they look angry they look stressed they're stressed there's not a lot of them that are smiling you know that picture of them skipping the people skipping through the park <laughs> that doesn't happen that's not happening <laughs> and what's so sad is and i'm not going to cry over this but even the children yeah. Look absolutely pitiful walking around in these crowds, and when it's that crowded, all they're saying is butts and legs, and you know, because the little ones, if they're not in a stroller, and some of them are too big to be in strollers, I'm sorry, I don't even want to go there. Yeah. 
Don't put your 14-year-old child in a stroller. <laughs> it's none of your business who rides in a stroller. I know it's none of my business, but... You don't it, know what they're facing. Oh, I understand. I understand. Well, speaking of that then, because I was telling her I was waiting um, for her to show up, and there was... I apologize. A, I didn't mean to snap at you. That's okay. There was a lady with a walker, and you know I had to give her major points for trying to walk through the beginning there of Hollywood Studios, and her husband was behind her on an ECV. I can't tell you how many people bumped into her. I I wanted to go up and like walk beside her and run interference like a barrier. Bar because it was scary. And I says, you know, I had to applaud the lady because she was at least trying to do it. You know, I mean, I'm sure she was very proud of herself that she was making it through the park. But the ignorant people that bumped into her that, you know, and it's like, come on, people, you know. So what... The- the question becomes this. Do people get what they deserve for traveling during this crazy busy time of year? I mean, is it? don't you just know? I know it's going to be miserable. Right. But, you know but what? for some people, it's know. the only time they can. But don't they don't know. I, when I was in Epcot on a, on a different on Christmas, New Year's Eve, I was in Epcot. I was over by La Celia and I heard a couple asking for a table. Obviously, they're not going to get a table. Right. They don't know. The cast member was so crappy rude to him. We have nothing for six months. You needed to book ahead of time. I mean, just totally rude to him. Heard, that was uncalled for. I've had that happen at Lascelles before. I was there with Bob one night, and the woman said, "Is there any chance of getting a table?" And she said, "So you didn't book six months or four months?" That's exactly six months. And I think to myself, "There's no reason for that." I, I felt know. sorry for him. And then a little bit later, I was down near um, Chefs de France, and another couple, I swear, was asking the same thing, and. They, the woman told him, you know, there's nothing today. There's absolutely nothing today. And this was about 11 o'clock, 1130 on New Year's Eve. And the guy turned around and he said, what are we going to do? There's no place at all. 1130 in the afternoon or at night? In, 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 at lunch. Oh, okay. There's nothing. We can't find anything. And the line for, um, what's the fish and chips place? Over in, U- over in the UK. Rose and Crown. Yeah, in UK, Rose and Crown, yeah. Um, that was, you know how that runs along the fence? And then kind of goes up a little slope. Mm-hmm. That line was up that slope and onto that bridge. Okay. It was that long. And while you're mentioning Rose and Crown, we did the Candlelight Processional Dinner Package on Christmas Eve. Yes. And we went to, uh, we went to Rose and Crown for dinner. Absolutely fabulous. We love Rose and Crown. Fabulous. Mm, not always. The last time we ate there was horrible. Flawless. Absolutely it's good to hear. I'm just not going to get fish and chips anymore because evidently no, no one makes the only problem was his fish and chips. Yeah, See, the, no, that's what we usually like. <laughs> fish and chips. Mine was, and they have a lamb stew that's really. good. If it's too greasy, he can't eat it. Well, and also it, it seems like the bottom's always overly breaded and then it's you know like soggy of, and greasy. A lot greasy. of batter on it. A lot of batter. Yeah, so I just won't get that. But everything else was good. But that's another problem you have when not the fish and chips, but with the crowds. If you're if you don't do your research and you're coming during this time you're sol we were eating we were in epcot on the 29th or 28th i forget the day um i i had to take a photo of it because i wouldn't have believed it if i didn't see it i I don't think anybody else would have the the wait for soren was 240 minutes it was four hours long and the land was 10 minutes I mean, you, you you never even see a wait for the land, but even t- a two hundred and forty minute wait, I, I just couldn't believe oh, it. And also, talk. we saw a line coming out of um, the Mexico Pavilion, 
I just thought it was people just yeah. trying to get in there. That was the line for the Grand Fiesta tour going outside of the building. I've never seen that wow. before either. You so- asked if people um, deserve what they get. And I think I don't think anybody deserves it. I think the problem I have is that people all of a sudden forget that other people are in the same position they are and everybody gets a sense of entitlement. I can't tell you how many times in a park we hear the same thing. This vacation is costing us a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And I think to myself, well, it's only you because everybody else got in for free. So you deserve it right. much more than I do. And I, I understand your point, but I also understand the mindset, especially when it's crowded, you know, and especially in this economy. I spent a lot of money on this. I want to get, I want to get something out of it. I, I want to have an experience here. And while it's certainly not no excuse to forego basic human decency when dealing with other people, I can understand where people get frustrated. Oh, I um, can too. Well, but it, it does come back, and the point you're making is 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 a good point that it does come back to that uh, that whole. Uh, if you if you think you can come to Disney any time of the year and have an existential experience, just show up, no planning, no idea of what you're doing, um, no, that's a bad idea. But it's beyond me to think that anybody. I wouldn't think of going anywhere at Christmas without looking ahead or or doing some kind of ideas and or expecting it to be really crowded. I can't believe anybody has come to Disney at Christmas time thinking they were going to be the only people in the park. Well, no, True. but Well, I don't think they think that, but you know, what we have to remember, what we have to remember is this is something we do for a living. We're part of the fan community. We've been at this for a long time and certain things have become just understood to us because it's a part of our daily lives. The vast majority of people out there, I'm not even talking about the people listening to the show because most of the people listening to the show are in, are are in our boat. Yeah, they're planners. Okay, they're planners. The vast majority of people aren't. Before I, before I met you all, if someone came down, you would just think, oh, so when they come down, we'll just go to the parks. I wouldn't have thought of where am I going to eat? No. How busy is it? I mean, whatever crossed my mind to put as much effort into it as now I know you have to. Because if you many, don't, you're really going to have a bad experience. But how many times we come down to see you, Walt, and we get tickets and we go to the park and just wander around trying to figure out what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. But on the flip side of this, our friends Susan and Melissa, Susan was here and the Kyler's on the boards, they came down, spur of the moment trip the day after Christmas and spent that week here. And both of them said everything worked out just absolutely perfect. They had they got reservations. Yeah, but I also think they probably are are smart enough to be flexible. Yeah. Listen, they I were very flexible. I can't yeah. eat at six o'clock, but I can eat at seven ten. Right. I can't go to La Cellier, but I could eat at Olivia's at Old Key West. Right. right. But they, but I think a, a point there for me would be, you're kind of going with the flow. You're not. Right. You don't have to. There's but, nothing that's going to ruin your vacation if you don't get to do right. it. That's right. But I felt so bad for the people you see in the parks stop dead center with a map trying to figure out what the crap they're going to do. So yeah. now does Disney have a responsibility to limit the number of people? That's what I'm wondering. Should Disney at some point say, you know what, 50,000 I mean, is they're too capping much. it. They actually yeah, do. They're, cop- they're capping it at a ridiculous number. Because people, you said in Epcot, they're capping it at walk. They're capping it at a fire capacity. They're not yeah. capping it at an experience right. capacity. A, what's, the, what's the levels, Kathy? Well, there's four phases. But they do have people 
that's how they decide where they're going to do it. I mean, this is how it's been explained to me that, you know, they have certain levels of when people can get in. And they do have people, Disney, you know, cast members in the park looking. They want you to have a quality experience. And so that that number plays in there to their phasing. That's, you know, it's not just a number. It's like when a certain area starts to get too crowded. They, they definitely do, do that. I used to have a friend who stood with a counter, a clicker, mm-hmm. and would stand. You would never even notice him. He would stand there. You couldn't see him doing anything. He was just dressed in shorts and a T-shirt. And he would count the number of people in any given area. When I um, went into Epcot New Year's Eve, I got there about 9.30. And about 2.15, when I got ready to leave, I was stopped for a short survey. And some of her questions were, how long did it take you to get into the park? From the you know, can you estimate how long you waited? Just simple, simple little like five questions. But they're they're wanting to obviously they have to know that information so they know. But as also, oh look, I I, I I wholeheartedly believe that Disney wants to make sure their guests have a good experience in the yeah. parks. I, I I don't doubt that. Um, but letting more people in means more revenue. Oh yeah, and at the end of the day, if there's one thing we have learned over the years about Disney that is, and they're a business, and it makes yeah. sense. That is the number one priority, um, and that is always going to trump everything else. There was a yeah. time, yeah. there was a time where Disney would compromise certain things in the revenue department for the guest experience. Those days are gone. Those days are gone, and they're not coming back. So, if you're going to come at Christmas. Christmas to New Year's, busiest week of the year. Same thing, you get busy, you know, around uh, President's Week, gets a little nuts. Easter week. Easter, Easter week. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Um, these are all peak periods. These are all peak periods where you're going to have massive, massive crowds. Not park closure crowds, but still... Like, oh, my God, I didn't realize there were this many people in the world. Correct. Yeah. Any- Why are they all here? Why are you all here? Yeah. Is there anything anywhere that you would wait 240 minutes? No. 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 no I wouldn't, but a lot of people do. And I wanted to go back to the transportation yeah. thing. I could and fly give- to New Orleans and, you know, go visit several family members in that, t- that time. I'll give Disney points that one of the things that I would want to mention to people is look around when you're approaching the parks now i went to magic kingdom on christmas day and i went because i can i wanted to be in magic kingdom and i just like to see how many people are trying to get to magic kingdom well you know that the line for the monorail was super duper long uh the line from the ferry met the line for the monorail but if you would have looked to your right disney had buses disney cruise line buses standing by they had about 20 buses in a line and there was a sign there that I can't tell you how many people walked past. I got on the bus. I was at Magic Kingdom within five minutes. However, Grace did the same thing. People want to ride the monorail. They want to ride the ferry. It's part of the experience. Oh, I get that. But on Christmas Day, the people on our bus were very, oh, Oh, look, we're we're bypassing the crowds. But, I mean, if you don't want to ride the monorail, there was an alternative that they could have been in the parks. Now, how long did some of those people wait in line? The same for New Year's Eve when we got to ticketing and transportation. There was the happiest 
happiest, pappiest little cast member standing there trying to get people to on the buses. Mm-hmm. And it took Grace and her friends, and they're like, "Yeah, baby, we're going. We're going to get there before y'all suckers." And they they were gone, and they were on their little bus and driving off. And these people were still standing there. I took the monorail to Epcot from ticketing, which was no problem because everybody was going to the Magic Kingdom. And but when I got done at Epcot between two and two thirty, getting back on the monorail, I was questioned and grilled as to where I was going because they wanted to make sure I wasn't going to Magic Kingdom because at that point Magic Kingdom was closed. I think mm-hmm. about two there was a sign there that said Magic Kingdom is mm-hmm. closed. And that was about two thirty on New Year's Eve. And there are things that Disney has control over. They can control transportation, they can put things in place, mm-hmm. they can control volume of people in the park. But we went to downtown Disney. And you talk about not a parking spot oh, available. Right. Yeah. Terrible not an inch. People parking on the grass. Everywhere. It's nuts. It's never pretty there, but on a holiday must be hellish. No, it's, in, it's insane. Well, one of the things that they changed this year, unless I missed it in prior years, but when they'd have a phase, we always used to you know, advise our clients that once the park gets to like phase three, even if you have a dining reservation, you can't get in. Right. They changed that this year. If you had written proof of your dining reservation, you could get in. It's probably because of that credit card thing. I saw that. Um, yeah, I saw that in action. Also, when I was getting on the monorail, Epcot, the family in front of me, they said they were going to the Magic Kingdom for a dining reservation, and the the cast member standing there wanted proof, and they showed it to him. He and I talked to him when they got on the monorail, and he said all I showed him was my own little itinerary that we had printed out. You know, their own little personal guide what they had and it just had their reservation on there and the guy took it as you know okay well oh, i think if you go to that much trouble, yeah he did write it out on a piece of paper and say here's reservation numbers four yeah, there's a post-it note yeah. so i thought that was interesting that they did that but when we were over at hollywood studios do you remember when we were trying to go by star tours and like the crowd stopped and that was another scary moment it literally stopped for and osborne no it no was, this they is were, we were trying to go from early star afternoon. tours like heading towards um, Sci-Fi Diner and that little piece of a walkway. Well, there's a, a smoking area there, you know, that little oh, yeah. corner right there. There were some groups of people that just stopped there. And so, of course, the crowd backed up. And now we're talking, what, several hundred people? Oh, yeah, just at a traffic jam, not moving. And people not were, moving. like, getting yeah. nasty. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this there should have been cast members. There should have been cast members because at that point, Disney had no control over my vacation it was in the hands of the other people on their vacation. It was the mob. It was, yeah. and it just, you know, because they're, they're going to affect your trip. Disney can't control that. They can't control the way people act or react to whatever's going on. I think it. Disney does things that encourages bad behavior also. I think they let certain things slip that I think encourages people to continue the bad behavior. We were at Chefs de France one night. And had a reservation, and it was a busy night. Do you remember this? And this man walked up and was absolutely obnoxious to the cast member. I have two kids that are hungry. I don't have a reservation. My wife is hungry. I'm hungry, and you're damn well going to feed us. And he berated this cast member. He, we had a reservation, and we had already been waiting about 20 minutes, and he, he was sat before John and I. Mm. You told me that. That really pissed me off. See, that shouldn't, that. Be, that shouldn't be yeah. rewarded. He should have right. been rejected. But you know what he's done then? You've trained him. Right. Yeah. right. That's like a little child. Yeah. As, long, as they keep whining, they keep whining, you're going to get sick of hearing the whine, and you're going to give in, you know, no matter what it is. That's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. But I, 
I, I mean, I'm not on vacation when I go to Disney World, obviously, but I, I feel like I'm there for a good time, whether I'm there for work or whatever. I, I try not to let other people's attitude affect me, and most of the time, if I'm with, usually I'm with Grace, we can laugh it off and move on, but. A lot of these people, I mean, they're spending all kinds of stupid money to be there. And it's just... I've heard, getting back to that reservation thing where they're baking, you know, you you put the credit card down. Mm -hmm. I read a thing on the boards where a woman was, um, her, she was at five, she checked in five minutes after her reservation time. They allowed her to be seated and still charged her the cancellation fee because she was late. Oh. And she said, well, if I canceled, then what's the $200 charge for my family to eat? Yeah. If you'd like to charge me the cancellation fee of $50, you go ahead and do that. Just refund the 200 And you think to yourself, well, Disney's going to have to face that a lot yeah. more and more. They're going to have to, they're going to, have to come up with um, better organizational skills. As I say, that yes. sounds like a processing problem. Right. Yeah. Like, Someone should crossed realize. over in the. Thing. What did you guys do for food? The oh, yeah. Hollywood Studios. Um, Melissa had made a reservation at Fifties Prime Time. We showed up early, mm -hmm. and we didn't get in. We didn't get early. We waited, and waited, and waited, and vied for a little chair at Dad's Lounge or whatever. Yeah, Tune in lounge. And the lady like put a oh my gosh. on me when I went to try to sit down. What this whole I was standing right next to this little sofa right in front of the bar area couple got up and i turned and kathy was right behind me we were going to sit down this woman shoved her child in front of us here's a seat and just took it and i'm going and she's like were you going to sit there well my butt was bending towards the chair <laughs> yeah, it's it's the kid. yeah yeah i mean it's obvious i was like in that maneuver where you're getting ready to sit down and the child swooped in under me it's like well you know but the cast members there were amazing yeah um i can't remember our cousin that seat that took Mine. care of us but uh, well, she introduced her because he asked everybody what our name were, was, and Teresa said her name was Oprah. So that like got the cast members started. There. Yeah, everybody, yeah. Oprah's over at this table. You know, and it was, I mean, it's just fun. You yeah. know, how yeah, you introduce everybody. The food was, I like the food at fifties. Yes, it was good. It's just basic home cooking. You know, nothing, nothing fancy, nothing too bad. But um, but it was a nice break. Because then we went back out, like into the crowds, and it was sort of like the the battle mentality. And I swear there were more people out there when we got done. There were, and I said, I keep saying this all the time: you need to pack your patience. You will get through the park. You know, you might not get to see everything, but we were talking with Melissa and Susan, and we were saying that, you know, pick the rides that you really want to do. You don't have to ride every ride in the park, but if like Toy Story is your ride, you know, try to get there early. If you know, rock and roller coaster, so that you can at least come out and say that you got to ride your favorite rides. And they did too. And they had a strategy, which I thought was interesting for crowds. They didn't necessarily always stay together because they each had a ride they wanted to do. Um, this was when they were in Epcot, I know. Um, they went in, got their fast pass for what they wanted, and then they'd split up and go, okay, I'm going to go do my ride. You go do your ride. You know, and it wasn't always, everybody doesn't always have to stay together to have a good time. You can, you can break up in little groups. And it, I think it, you could, Every, everyone can do something they like at that point. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be, you know, you're going to be happy, Kevin, but I'm going to be miserable because I don't want to do that, you know. It's so hard to keep a group together in a crowded park. It really yeah. is. And the day that um, we were at Epcot and we were going to eat at, um, not Beer Garden, the place next to it, the little uh, 
a little German fast food oh, okay. place. I can't think of it. Summer or something. Yeah. But anyway, we, and on a whim, we just asked if Beer Garden had room, and they did. And I'd never eaten there before. I don't know what your all thoughts are on that place, but I, no, I you enjoyed it. it. That's okay. one of my I like favorite. It. I, I like German like, food. I enjoyed though. it. I really I enjoyed really it. I really like German food. And, and I like the little, the little show. Mm-hmm. And okay, the, I, that's where it stops. Yeah. I like the German food. I like the food, but I don't like sitting with other people. That and was that I'm was willing to sing awkward, Edelweiss, yeah. but that's it. Anyway, but uh, we did right, find Maria. out that day we had lunch, and lunch was forty bucks, and it was not worth forty bucks for you know. But at, that was New Year's Eve beer garden. Yes, I think it's the atmosphere. I mean, not not that that excuses it, but I always felt like, hey, I got a little atmosphere with my meal. Well, I know no. From what I understood, there were no lunch menus being served at the sit down at Epcot on New Year's Eve. It was all the dinner menus. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there was no price break. So, but I don't know. I just, the crowds, if you're going to come that week, and some people, that's the only week they can come. If it's when their kid, they're not going to take their kids out of school. There's those people that are not going to do that. They don't want to come in the heat. We've come at Christmas time before I ever did this, you know, for a living. And we still had a great time because we were in Disney. It was warm. We did, you know, like we started at the back of the parks and worked our way forward. That's what seems to be in short supply. You don't hear that anymore. It's this entitlement that I've paid a lot for my mm-hmm. vacation, so I des- I deserve to have this special experience. Well, you do, but not at the expense of other, expense people. Of other people. It's your your vacation wasn't more expensive than mine. I also get to have a good experience, and you screaming in front of me at the hostess to take you to sit down before, and I've got a reservation. I'm sorry, you've stepped over a line. Yeah, yeah. But I think, and also talking back about New Year's Eve, um, I noticed Epcot had different stages set up for different bands that were going to be playing. The little place in Germany um, where they always have the little stage, all those seats had been removed to make room for just people standing, I guess. Mm. Lots of more alcohol places set up, which I thought were in kind of odd places because it was causing bottlenecks within the crowd. Grace said uh, Magic Kingdom was serving um, hot chocolate and cookies. And of course, her big tip is always the free water. Why buy, why buy bottled water when you can get a glass of ice water anywhere? So, one of these years, I'm going to be brave enough to try a New Year's Eve at the park because I've never done that. Because it's like, why? Why would I want to be there with that many people? But Epcot absorbs a lot more people and is easier. Yeah, to it is. But I don't think Epcot ever. It's just did the bottleneck spots around Mexico and no. around yeah. those spots. But they somebody had posted a picture of what it looked like in China. And that whole area that I think that there's quite a bit of room, and everybody was like, yeah, just body to body. And it's like, uh, no, that's. It was packed. And Magic Kingdom, um, Grace said she got to ride rides. They just, you know, they were there from opening to close. Well, I said Christmas Day at Magic Kingdom. The people there were like so excited, at least to me, to be in Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like that day that we did Hollywood Studios. Everybody genuinely. Looked excited to be in Magic Kingdom yeah. on Christmas, not like it was you know like the death march to. to Magic and you have Kingdom. your and you have your magic moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a weird thing, but Grace came home and the most exciting thing was she rode Thunder Mountain four times in a row without ever getting off the train um, during the fireworks. And she said it was the you know you come around that little curve where I usually have yeah. my eyes shut, and she said it was just beautiful. I mean, it's just you know it's all what you make it. Yeah, it's all what you make it. But if you can avoid coming those days, then 
you know. So that's your that's that's your tip to be dealing with the crowds. Don't come. Don't come. <laughs> no. uh, if you're gonna come, if you're gonna come, be prepared to. I don't know. What I, I just want to say, be happy. Don't don't come with this. That I'm well, gonna beat like my child. You need to be flexible. Don't come with. I have to do this. I have yeah. to do that. I have to eat there. Just get into the spirit of it all, and it's and you're here for a good time. You're not yeah. here. It's not. Can I say it's not rocket science? I mean, it's just it's not. I don't know. Just get there early too. I mean, yeah. fast passes are going to go out real fast, so get there early. I mean, people that showed up at the, at Epcot around three o'clock want to just walk on Soren. Yeah. No, because yeah. I know fast passes early morning were. It was usually like an evening fast pass. You had to stay there all day to you know to because they were going fast. I don't know. It was fun. It was the first time I'd ever done this. I usually, in past years, do not go into the parks. I just at think, that time, you know, come. You couldn't pay me. You know, come enjoy the parks, but just realize your experience is going to be a little bit different because there's a lot more people. Yeah, in the it's park. going to be a little skewed by the bitter, angry people mulling about, screaming at their children. Mm-hmm. But good times, though. Yep. All right. Well, thank you both very much for that discussion uh, that will do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged we hope you enjoyed it I'll be back with you again next time with another episode thanks for listening and remember stay out of the damn parks at New Year's <laughs>